I'm a zombie! I've been bitten! You're listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. Zombies Ate My Podcast. Hello and welcome to Zombies Ate My Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me as always is the busy zombie lord, Lou Page. How's it going, Lou? Bang, bang. That's how it's going. Okay. You want to elaborate? We just watched lots of zombies get shot. In... Am I missing something? No. Fear the Walking Dead. We watched a lot of zombies die. Oh, yeah. Bang, bang. I can't remember if there were guns in that. I feel like it was all now. I'm, okay, well, yeah, all right. Uh, and you could there were guns. Also, there were guns. There were it's, guns. It's kind of weird that The Walking Dead kind of jumps back and forth as to whether guns are, you know, plentiful or or extinct. So uh, it's hard to keep track. But I think um, looking back, yeah, I think guns were were plentiful in uh, in Fear the Walking Dead. And we're going to talk about Fear the Walking Dead in a little bit after a couple of segments so and i know lou and i are super excited my gosh it's so crazy that fear has now become our favorite walking dead property uh i feel confident saying that yeah no it is uh i i, I went into this episode completely skeptical and by the end i was like oh man i want to watch more exactly Exactly. Well, before we get into some fun stuff, uh, this is also fun stuff, I should say. We're doing Extra Life right now, and yes, Extra Life is running until the end of December. And if you donate $15, you can suggest a zombie film for us to watch. You can also stack your donations, and if you go over 50 bucks, you can then have us do an audio commentary of your choosing from one of your three picks. So lots of content to suggest, and I mean, if we get enough donations... You'll basically be planning our non-Walking Dead uh, episodes through the next year. So uh-huh. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, you can go to bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan to donate. Donations are open until the end of the year. And Lou, I'll pause here because I want to know, zombie movie suggestions, what do you got for the folks who are who are hovering over that donate button and just not sure what to suggest we watch? Uh, I can suggest that we watch... Uh army of thieves it has zombies in it technically yeah it counts technically yes it counts it, it it's not a zombie movie but it does have zombies in it well, and, and 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 i would be more than happy to watch it again i forgot i forgot it came out so here we are we could watch that uh if you want to suggest a film you go to bit dadly slash extra life ryan just like lonely bob did i know we sh- we gave him uh, a shout out last episode um for his donation but he followed up he's got a couple more to add to the list because he did donate quite a bit and only suggested one film so he threw more a couple more recommendations in with the dead which there are a couple of films of that title but this is the dead from the ford brothers in 2010 as well as the sequel the dead 2 uh i think there is like a subtitle but i don't have it here india india thank you and um, The Dead is actually streaming on Amazon Prime, both Canada and the U.S., and The Dead 2 is rentable on all major platforms. So um, I feel confident announcing it here. We are going to be watching The Dead for next for our next episode. And, yep. uh, yeah, looking forward to it. 
Yeah, I, I think I've seen bits and pieces of the dead, uh, but I've never seen the whole thing. So this will be this will be interesting. Yeah. So look forward to that next week when we talk about the dead. And again, if you want to donate, go to bit.ly slash extra life. Ryan, all of your donations go directly to helping um, Sick Kids Foundation out of Toronto, which is a Children's Miracle Network hospital. Extra life is a great cause and we love doing it every year. And speaking of which, this Saturday, November 6th, is game day where a lot of gamers are going to be supporting Extra Life and streaming on Twitch. That includes me and my team, which are going to be streaming. Uh, I'll be streaming on twitch.tv slash RyanMurphyCA starting at 10 a.m. Eastern on November 6th. It's my one day where I get to play video games all day and um, my lovely wife, uh, you know, takes care of the kids and distracts them while I raise money for uh, a charity, which is a super, super awesome time. And uh, we're going to be playing some video games of various nature, probably starting off with a co-op playthrough of uh, House of Ashes, the new uh, Dark Pictures anthology game that just came out a couple weeks ago. So look, not really zombie related, but, you know, similar genre. Looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, before we uh, jump into the news and jump into our topic of Fear the Walking Dead, let's check in on a certain little video game. There are those among us that are not cowed by the terrors of this new world. Ones that are immune to scourge and are ready to raise arms and take back what is ours. Spare us the poetry, fucknuts. How do we kill it? Lou, how do we kill it? We're still playing Back for Blood. This is a quick check-in. I know I've got a chance to play a little bit more, but Lou, you've you've probably played a little bit more than I have, and I know you're playing with friends, which I have not. I've played with friends, and I think we are either into Act 2 or, like, this stage or two before Act 2. Um, and Act 1 is kind of the longest. I think there's, like, nine or ten levels before you get to Act 2. Um... I've had a good time with it. I've tried playing it with AI. Any, This is not a game to play solo. Um, and also, playing with random sucks. Uh, my group, we played with... Uh, it, it was me and two of my friends. And then we let randoms join for the first few. Um, and the randoms literally screwed us over. Um... There is an the, the, uh, early on. There is a level with a uh, where like you have to blow up things or you have to trigger the event so that you can wait for a thing and gets over and all the zombies horde. And the 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 player we were playing with, he didn't even wait for us to catch up. He ran past all the zombies, ran to the thing, flipped the switch, triggered the event. We were still halfway across the map, and all of a sudden we're getting swarmed with zombies and we all died. <laughs> and we went and and we did this with. This happened to us like three or four times. And I was like, you know what this is? There's a 10-year-old playing with us. That's what this is. <laughs> um, it's interesting you mentioned that there is a specific level early on in Act 1 where it is uh, you have to cross the bridge. And it starts with blowing up this big gasoline tank or yep. propane uh, tank. That's exactly one of the levels where we had the issue. Yeah. And it's i think it's a mixed bag that one that that problem it is partly randos running and it's also partly like the mechanic is you gotta run and if everyone doesn't do it you're screwed that's my least favorite stage out of any of the stages i've played in the game yeah yeah i can see that it's not a fun stage 
uh, the game the, the game seems to spawn the zombies anywhere where you can't see. So there's a lot of places once you get to the boat on the other side that you can't see. And so out of nowhere, you know you just cleared, cleared out a, a room. And all of a sudden, all the zombies come running up the stairs at you. And you're like, there's no way there were zombies down there. I killed all of them. So the only reason they're there is because the game's just spawning them. Yeah. I noticed that too. I was playing a level later on in Act 1 where uh, I think you're trying to uh, board up a library and you end up boarding up all the windows, but zombies are still getting in. But the yep. boarded up windows aren't destroyed. So it's like, okay, yep. where are they coming from? <laughs> um, the other stage that is fun, and I enjoyed it, but I, I, I feel like it needs a revamp, is that there's a... I believe you may have just... We talked about this pre, pre-recording. I think you just did it. It's the jukebox level. Oh, man. Best love. I don't I, even want to spoil like the music and the moment. It's so good, and you just you hit that jukebox, and you expect it to just be like some random video game, you know, orchestral yeah, rock, and it's not. It's licensed music, and I and I think, yeah, uh, yeah. it's uh, it's really good, and, and it's really good. My only gripe is there's too many doorways, mm. and you can't cover them all with the four of you. I think that works in its favor, you know. It makes it more chaotic and, and honestly addresses your biggest concern of like zombies appearing out of nowhere because I think the zombies even make a new entrance for themselves because I think one of the walls blew out when I was doing it. Yeah. So yeah, it was good. And I think it was a good setup. And, and again, like I, I haven't got farther than that. I literally just jumped in the Humvee and got out of there. And, that, that, that's yeah. like everything from that point on is good yeah that i've experienced i'm really enjoying it i think it's awesome that there are cutscenes that you are earning both in-game and uh pre-rendered um the story is is one linear story unlike left for dead which was a like kind of more of an anthology and it feels like there's just more to this game than there was for left for dead i know this is 10 years past left for dead 2 so there's a different expectation when it comes to video games and i think they took left for dead and brought it to 2021 in a way that works i'm still enjoying my time with it i haven't had a lot of time to play it lately because i've been uh in case you listeners can't tell from my voice uh as of monday i didn't have a voice uh i've been fighting a cold from from the baby for like the last two weeks and it kind of hit its peak this weekend um and i'm on the i'm on i'm on the up and up tonight but but it's been a rough couple of weeks and playing Back for Blood has really not been something I'm in the mood for. It's been more like I'm just going to sit here on the couch and watch TV. Yeah, I feel you. I do feel you. Which which I do want to let listeners in on something. Um, Last weekend, uh, last Friday, uh, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs did a double feature of the first two episodes of The Walking Dead. And then Joe Bob Briggs interviewed Greg Nicotero basically during where the commercial breaks would be. Um, If you haven't gotten a gotten if that if that sounds interesting to you uh i really dug it uh i watched most of it live i did not finish episode two mostly because it was like one o'clock in the morning and i was falling asleep um but it was definitely an interesting thing they discussed the special effects um where they came up with some of the ideas um uh they discussed frank darabont a little bit um Hmm. and it, 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 it uh his uh Joe Bob's male girl got, they 
they did her up in zombie makeup as the episode went on. So you got to watch one of the guys specifically turn her from her into a zombie while the episode is going on. So that was kind of cool. Hmm. That sounds really cool. So is this something you could stream on Shutter? then? On Shutter. Yeah. Yes, it's on Shutter. Okay, so it's all so available it, it, on Shutter. Yep, yep. So if that's something that you that's interests you and you and you don't mind rewatching the first two episodes of The Walking Dead, I actually had a good time with it. I haven't watched those episodes in so long, and I think it was the so weird. Of it. Yeah, it was so weird. No doubt, that would be an interesting. We should, you know. If we ever like have a a, a lull, not that we don't have enough Walking Dead to talk about, and we'll go oh over our God. plans. Um, we actually looked a little farther ahead into 2022, and we're like, this is not slowing down. It's it's going to be nonstop. Um, but yeah, because we moved to the biweekly episodes, and we don't cover the shows weekly, no, nor could we. We would have it would be it'd be a lot. But uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I can't remember where I was going with that, but yeah, no. To go back to the first couple episodes of The Walking Dead would be would be interesting. I think the last I forgot time was, how good they were. Yeah, yeah, I watched the first two, and there was literally nothing in those two episodes that annoyed me. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, I, I'm just watching a good show. This is amazing." Yeah, that's a different show too, right? It was uh, it yeah. had a lot to prove, and it was directly adapting source material and like where we're at now where they're kind of all over the place for for good and bad reasons and yep. um yeah so maybe maybe in the future we'll we'll do our own you know uh rewatch of some early episodes i know i have the blu-rays and i think they're i know it's all on netflix i think but uh it's all yeah. on netflix and uh, it's, all, it's all a lot of stuff exactly it's very easily accessible. Exactly, for sure. Let's get into the news. We've got some news stories here, and uh, yeah, let's take a look. The virus has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions, and then is spreading rapidly. Lou, I think we're gonna need to have we're gonna need to update our little board to the side here while we record that basically says we're no longer gonna do news stories about dot 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 and right underneath that title is the Call of Duty Zombies. We might want to add zombie properties that are added to Fortnite. I don't know how yes. you feel about that. I'm a okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's interesting. So Fortnite obviously is like the You've been hearing a lot about the metaverse. I have no idea what they're talking about, but it feels like what Fortnite is trying to do is basically bring as much as possible into Fortnite. And now we have Resident Evil's Jill Valentine and Chris Redfield in the game. Um, I mean, you could carbon copy previous conversations, but I think the look of Chris Redfield is very... Um, I think they really nail his his look in terms of uh his uh I'd, I'd say like his later looks in the game like resident evil 5 ish um but jill jill looks fantastic i and i think here's the thing i really love about fortnite and why i almost don't want to add it to the list is because all of their adaptations take the properties and really apply it to the fortnite look and feel and jill yep. looks like a, a a fortnite character dressed up as jill but but looks awesome i gotta say she looks great yeah no i, I i'm not a Fortnite person we covered it early on when it was about zombies and now it's not about zombies um and you know it, it's a thing and people still play it like crazy 
I'm I'm not gonna turn it away. I, I I like I like the fact that they're adding this content. Uh, but it also just reminded me that there is also a new uh, Resident Evil trailer that just came out today. Oh, really? I didn't watch it. Can you give uh, me it's the... Not, uh... it's, it's not long. It's only 60 seconds. Uh, and it just shows some It shows some more of um, the little girl running around the mansion with the monster chasing her. And and everything else was pretty much the same from other, from other trailers. Um, it didn't really add anything except that. You saw more of the uh, uh, more of the monster kid living in the mansion. Huh. Okay. Well. Oh, actually, I'll I'll say this. I think, like, it, I, I think it was a TV spot, not necessarily a full trailer. Yeah, and there's some other thing called a a a bro- Broly emote. I think it's just them spinning an umbrella. Yeah, is is what they're doing. And the other thing is there is a uh, an alternate look to both Chris and Jill, which is Chris's uh, village outfit and uh, Jill's Raccoon City outfit. So, I mean, I kind of wish I was into, I was good and into Fortnite because some of these, um, some of these looks and feels have been really cool. Like you've got, you know, God of War, you've got Master Chief. I know Nintendo hasn't gotten any in on the fun, but I mean, you could easily bring over Samus, uh, which would have been perfect marketing for Dread. I don't know why Nintendo is... Is, is is so um protective of a property they really don't like uh they're not nintendo big fans of Metroid. A, nintendo is stuck in the 80s uh, they're stuck in something that's for sure uh, we won't go into that because uh we, we actually talked a lot about the n64 stuff on the gamers in and we were more positive than a lot of folks and but we still weren't that positive um but uh yeah so i mean if you're into fortnite i mean i'm not going to put it up on the board just yet but we're getting there We'll see what happens next, but I feel like we there was a bunch of Walking Dead stuff that got added, so um, yeah, hopefully we'll we'll have a bit of a break. Lou, you were talking about Army of Thieves. How about Army of the Dead Two, which just had its title? I wouldn't say revealed, but more just spoiled by Zack Snyder because he really likes to talk in interviews, um, and he has said that the new title is Planet of the Dead. I'm excited. Um, having just seen army of thieves i was leery as to how much it was going to tie into army of the dead but boy does it so um and all of those things and theories that you hear about uh army of the dead army of thieves kind of lays into it a little more and you go oh ooh, it might be real there might be this might be uh 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 like a like a time loop this could be fun yeah i even have my own theory that i can't say anything about because i'm probably wrong but it was the only thing i could think of the whole time i watched uh uh uh, army of thieves and i was like huh maybe that's where zombies came from but I can't say anything because it, it would spoil Army of Thieves. Well, someone will have to donate to a lovely charity and suggest Army of Thieves. I think that's what you're you're saying. Um, yes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, okay. So, Planet of the Dead. It, it makes sense. I feel like um, they set up at the end of Army of the Dead that the virus is spreading through. Um, they go to Vegas. Not Vegas. They were in Vegas. Where were they going? Mexico. I can't remember where they were going at the end of that film. 
Mexico City. Yeah, Mexico City. And um, I, I feel like that could imply like the virus escaping, you know, and, and kind of spreading uh, to the planet. So uh, I'm not as big a fan of like skipping to the post-apocalyptic version of this world. I really did like the fact that like the first film was like a contained thing. Um, and I, and I would have, I, I would have liked to see them maybe, maybe save planet for like maybe the third one, like maybe go to a bigger city, you know, cause this is the third one, my friend. Well, okay. I guess technically, well, it's the sequel. It's the third film, but no, I understand what you're saying. You, you're technically correct. Um, they also tease Zack Snyder tease that like, uh, a, a character from the first one could feasibly be in the second one through some, I guess I wouldn't really call it a plot hole, but like an insinuated death. We never see his death on screen. And this is, of course, I'm talking about Dieter and um, saying maybe he could pop back up. Having watched Army of the Dead, I am more convinced now than ever that Dieter will be back. Yeah. Well, so is Zack Snyder. So and I think he of all people and you as well would be able to tell us if he survives or not. So I'm I'm really looking forward to Army of the Dead. This year has been kind of a a crazy ride in terms of, you know, timing of everything and I and I think that's where like A I forgot Army of Thieves was coming out like this month and then Army of the Dead was like in May of this year. So it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. So um there's I have another trailer here. I think this was posted in our Discord, which is a good reminder that our Discord bit.ly/zamp/discord has some really awesome people in there that are constantly I shared throwing... this on our Discord. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, here I was about to give credit to somebody else, and, and Lou jumped in and <laughs> made sure our lovely listeners... No, I. that's true. Uh, Lou posted this one, but uh, there's always new stories popping in, great discussions. Uh, yes. But Lou, tell me about Black Friday, because and not the shopping spree, but the trailer. Um, Bruce Campbell's in a new zombie movie. That's all I have to tell you. I'm stoked. It's a Christmas zombie movie. And it looks to be... And the funny thing is having uh, Bruce Campbell in it, it appears to be the the zombies are closer to uh, the demons that you get in um, Ash vs. Evil Dead. They're still clearly zombies, but they appear to be mutating throughout the trailer. Yeah, they seem to be getting worse as the trailer goes on. Like, at first, it looks like the first guy that, that, that shows up is, like, a regular, like, oh, it's somebody that's changed. And then by the end of what looks like probably is towards the end of the movie, it's, like, full-on mutated freaks chasing them. And I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be fun. Um, and so we should say the premise of this movie is Black Friday is coming and a bunch of people in a toy store... One played by Devin Sawa. One, uh, the store manager is played by Bruce Campbell. Um, there's also um, I, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna screw up his name. So give me a second while I look it up on IMDb. Michael Jai White is another one of the people working in there, and you would know him as I believe he was Spawn in the live action Spawn movies. <laughs> oh, nice! I thought I yeah. recognized him in the trailer. He's also black. He's also Black Dynamite. If you've ever seen that movie. Um, He's a, a known for doing martial arts and action movies and stuff. Um, but it's him, Bruce Campbell, a bunch of people that you might recognize by face, but maybe not by name. Um, 
And it looks like they're opening the store for Black Friday and people start piling into the store and next thing you know, somebody infected goes into the store and they're turning away customers because all the customers are turning into zombies. Uh, and it looks like a really good time. It looks like it's not going to take itself seriously. Um, it doesn't look like we're going to get a, uh, like, like... Uh, it doesn't look like we're going to get, like, social commentary on anything, except that maybe Black Friday is dumb, and I can I can get behind that. Um, but it's coming in a couple of weeks, so this is definitely on my... I'm probably going to rent this when it comes out and watch this, because this looks awesome. Yeah, so this is going to be out uh, November 19th in theaters and November 23rd on demand. So, again... Another really good Extra Life uh, donation because uh, this looks like a lot of fun, and uh, I like I like these actors. You're right. You look at the you look at the poster for it, and you you recognize these faces, but you can't quite place. Like the the lady looks familiar. Can't I don't know who her, her name is. I mean, we don't have to go through her IMDb, but she looks familiar. I, I believe we've seen her in some other stuff. And yes, we have. Uh, yeah, I so, believe we have. Yeah, yeah, I've seen her in stuff. Cool. She was in Pan. She was in Pan's Labyrinth. Oh, really? Okay. She was. I think she was the little girl in Pan's Labyrinth. Oh well, there you go. That's really neat. Um, just a quick reminder before we talk Walking Dead. Let's talk about Walking Dead. The Walking Dead returns with part two, February twentieth. The only reason I know this is because I was watching Fear the Walking Dead, and there was an ad for it. Um, if you pay for AMC Plus, either through Amazon Prime channels or directly through AMC. You can watch it a week early on February 13th. And uh, this is the return of The Walking Dead, um, the final season, part two of three. So it looks like we'll get part two in February, and then we'll get part three sometime closer to the summer. So look forward to that. Lou, let's move in and talk about one of our favorite Walking Dead properties. My name is Victor Strand. And uh, who might you be? Lou, Fear the Walking Dead is back. It is a fallout nightmare of post, post, post-apocalyptic. I don't know how many. There was a question in this, in this, in this episode where it's like, "What did you do before?" And the guy says, "Before the dead started walking, or before we blew it all up." And it's kind of crazy that we're now experiencing a TV show where the world has been ended twice. Twice. Um, it, it's kind of awesome, actually. Um, I will say I was the first person who kind of didn't like the way last season of Fear ended. Um, I didn't know where the show was going to go, and I was kind of dreading this premiere. And as soon as Strand walked on the camera, I was like, all right, I'm in. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you got to say. And I really, really, really dig where this season is going. Um... I was thinking that it is the episode is introduced. We are seeing a guy in a hazmat suit and a gas mask, wandering around with a with a 
uh, with a, 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 a what do they call them? Um, a Geiger counter. Yep. Counting rads, making sure that like maybe this can of food isn't contaminated, or maybe this thing isn't contaminated, or like like looking for something that hasn't been totally destroyed by nuclear radiation. And I was like, oh, this has to be. I was thinking that this was. You don't see their face or their eyes until like five minutes in. So the first few times I was like, oh, this is going to be one of our regular heroes. Maybe this is, um, maybe this is, um, somebody we know. And then it's revealed like 10 minutes in that this is somebody totally new that we don't know. And I was like, okay, so I'm not sure I care yet, but I'm curious to see where this is going. And then this person gets gets rescued or captured and brought to Strand. And um, Strand goes over his little grand plan to this guy. And you're like, wow, this is definitely setting up Strand to be our villain this season. And I am a-okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, there's the episode kind of plays with you as an audience member because, like you said... Your point of view is kind of um, you're sharing uh, the point of view of this stranger who comes across Durand uh, is actually kidnapped by Strand's um, people. And first start of the episode, it's like, yeah, okay, we're getting some clear villain vibes from Strand. He's being very selective about who he um, saves, quote unquote. He is living in the last uh, inhabitable place in in sort of the, that we've seen so far. Um, and I, I was a okay when they explain why his building is still standing, and I was like, oh, okay, and it made sense. And the justification of it is, is that when the bomb went off, the wind and the storm was blowing in a different direction, so the 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 fallout fallout went like west instead of east, and it, it while it's near his building. It didn't land on his building, so they're kind of like on the edge of the nuclear wasteland. Yeah, I mean, it's and I was like, and I was like, I was like, that's cool. Yeah, it's hand wavy, but honestly, it's the right amount of hand wavy that you need for a nu- a bunch of nuclear bombs going off in the seventh season of a, of a zombie show. I'm fine with that. I mean, we if we can suspend our disbelief for a lot of the other stuff that happens, I think we can be fine with. Um, this building is fine because of wind and I, I I'm fine with that. And I think like early in the episode, it's clearly showing that Victor's the bad guy. Um, and then as the episode goes on, you start to question him like, okay, he's seriously, this is very much like a Victor way of living. Like he's kind of set himself up as a dictator. He's only saving certain people, but he seems to, and you never, see, you never see him do anything truly villainous. Mm-hmm. until the end of the episode. Everything he says and does, you can kind of understand his motivations. You as a viewer may not like it, but it makes sense for his character. And as the episode goes on, it's revealed that this guy that they found is from Alicia's group inside the vault. Yeah. And I thought the more interesting story was is that he was a senator's aide and that the senator was inside the vault until recently. And I was like, wait a minute. So this leads some guidance to the, that, that, that the American politicians and government may still exist somewhere. 
I was like, this is like this. Uh, this it, it was a very interesting twist to add to the episode. Um, it clearly doesn't go anywhere yet. It might not go anywhere at all. But I thought it was interesting for them to hint that, oh, yeah, there's a senator still alive. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh, I think they kill him off off camera. I think. Will yeah, he's dead. He, he, he's dead. But yeah. I was like, huh. It, it, it sounds from Will's dialogue that it was like in the last two months, this guy died. And you're like, wait, ho, what, what's going on here? And it's revealed that Alicia, I, they don't really do a good job of telling us how much time has gone by, but it's implied that it's been about six months to a year since the bomb went off. That was the vibe I got. Yeah. It certainly feels like it's been a long enough time. I'd say six months is a pretty accurate feeling that you get because obviously we know where Strand left off at the, at the season finale. And Strand has an army. Yeah, that's the thing that kind of comes across. Although I think, like, is the idea that those are his previous rangers? No. He hmm. says that he rescued most of them, and they serve a purpose in his society. Okay. And again, it's 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 phrases like that that he uses a lot that clearly, like, rings the, the villain bells. And, and, and the thing that's interesting, though, is is they're not all soldiers. Like, when he takes Will for a walk through the thing, there's a woman doing yoga instruction. There's another person that's doing some kind of gardening. There's somebody over here making meals. And then you see some other people doing some, like, remedial tasks that don't... Like, it's not like it's all work. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I think you see, like, people sitting around reading books. And I was like, I was like, huh. So... He might be the bad guy, but boy, he's a lot different than most of the bad guys we've seen. Yeah. Yeah. He's, until he, the end. I mean, yeah, until the end. I mean, before we get to the end, I'm I'm curious. There was a couple questions I had. The bunker they go back to. Now, there's a couple of bunkers they go to. I feel like there are, are two distinct bunkers they go to. The first bunker being the the bunker that Teddy had which was the first sort of bunker where they had food and all the, the plants and stuff that seemed to be a bunker that was also like a secret government bunker. Cause they're in like a room that is like a press conference for the president. Of the okay. United States. All right. You, you're misunderstanding where they went. Okay. They went to the hotel. That was the hotel, but it that was, was abandoned. The hotel. That was the hotel, but it was abandoned and Alicia was gone. Uh, okay and, I, and, and yeah. wills and will's answer when they get there is there's people dead in the hallway and there was the dead that attacked them when they were in the lighthouse mm -hmm. uh those were people from the vault and that and will knew they weren't far from the vault and oh. so that was why will was like wait what i know these people and so him and strand kill all the zombies and they're looking for elisha and they don't see her, so Strand tells tells uh, uh, Will that they should go to the bunker, and they go to the bunker, and when they get there, everything is fairly undisturbed except a few dead bodies. Like, like it, it like it looks like somebody broke in and tried to take them all. Mm -hmm. And there is a note sitting on a podium that has Will's name on it. Because Will was sent out to find Strand is what I what uh, what you're led to believe, or find help. 
I think he, and I think he I think they kicked him out was the idea. They, they kicked him out, but they kicked him out with a goal. Like Alicia, the way he talks about it is like Alicia gave me a task, and if I can complete it, I can come back. Mm. And that when he gets there, there's a note waiting for him in Alicia's handwriting, and it says, um, "Padre, I think." Padre. And Strand goes, what's that? And he goes, it's like, in other words, it's something we've heard. Like there's another vault or another safe place for us. And that it's called the Padre. Hmm. And and that we don't know what it is. We've only heard rumors of it. And so we're looking for, for it. Yeah. And that that might be the reason... Will is out there. Is he's looking for that? Oh, and and here's the thing, because we're we're gonna get to the end of the episode. Because here's what I really loved about this episode: it made it seem at first, okay, Victor's the bad guy here, clearly. And then, as Victor realizes that uh, that it's Alicia that Will's connected to, and and it kind of appears as though he's trying to find Alicia and he wants to prove himself to Alicia. And there's talk that he loved he loved Alicia, and there's some there's some dialogue there where I'm thinking, are they really trying to redeem him in the first episode to make him like more sympathetic? No, they are very much not. That is a that is a sort of misdirection. They clearly make him the bad guy when he pushes Will off the wall of, of the top of the tower and kills him. Um, Will is no more, which was unfortunate because I thought like he was a really good actor and I think he fit really well. Um but yeah, he kills Will off, and they've installed the lighthouse on the tower. And um, the guy from the Mandalorian, the uh, the evil doctor, the Sith doctor, basically says like, you know, this light's going to attract people, right? And and he basically he says, well, we put the light up so Alicia doesn't come because he doesn't think Alicia will come. But obviously, yeah. he says, well, what about Morgan? It's like, we'll let Morgan come, and, you know? Like if like if Morgan's alive, he says something like, if Morgan's alive. Let him try and come. And you're like, oh boy, we know what this is about to be. Him and Morgan are going to go to war before this is over. Yeah, yeah. It's it's interesting. Like, you've kind of taken all of your survivors, you've split them up again. And I know that all the episodes right now, there are two episodes that are available on just uh, normal cable. And then there are four episodes total if you subscribe to AMC+. Plus. But they're all bottle episodes again, where I think the second episode is dealing with um john dory senior and june i think if i remember the trailers correctly but uh yeah i'm I'm so looking forward to watching this i think strand is such an interesting character and the the only problem i foresee with this season is that this will be the last season that strands in it right like unless they they turn him into a negan right where they put him in prison but i don't think that's gonna happen i think strand is about to die yeah yeah He's not, he's not going to, although I do find it kind of interesting how he, how that, uh, the guy who was originally living in the tower rolled so quickly. I felt like he, he kind of like, you know, became Victor's, uh, number two, pretty like from the first season, from the end of the last season to be like, who are you and what are you doing in my tower to suddenly like, Hey, he's the best guy and he's the best and he's the boss and you better listen to him because he's the boss. It's there's some missing backstory there, I think, but, uh, 
I, I think it still works from the what we know of the two characters. Like Victor's a very commanding person, and that doctor didn't seem to be. I know he's not a doctor. He plays plays a doctor. I don't know who he is. I can't remember his name um, in the show, but he plays a he plays the evil doctor in the Mandalorian. It's applied that that guy's alone, and that Victor has agreed to help him save history. Yeah, yeah. And so that's probably why he's sticking around. Yeah, and as soon as Victor tells him, "No, we're not saving history anymore," that guy's probably going to turn on him. Yeah, that makes sense. I could see that. That's a solid theory. I uh, yeah, this was a really strong episode. We don't we don't see or hear of. Uh, I mean, we hear a bit of Alicia and what she's been going through. But it sounds like she has taken on the leadership role of the followers of Teddy, but not in a way that feels as though she's continuing Teddy's work more of like, Hey guys, we need to more like she's undoing Teddy's work. Yeah. Although you see the mural she drew and it, and I I got like a a thought popped in my head, like, Oh, maybe she isn't. Maybe she kind of is going down like a darker path. Uh, it was hard to tell from that, that mural that was drawn. It was possibly implied that she may not have drawn that. Hmm. Because uh, he says, did, did Alicia draw that? And he goes, and Will gives kind of like a yes, but no, maybe kind of answer. He's never very definitive of it. Right. There's also some weird stuff that is, um, there's like a new set of mysterious bad guys. I uh, What do they call them? The the Striders or the not the rangers it was it was some folks coming through and they were stripping the clothes off the dead so there was a lot of like naked zombies walking around i can't remember for the life of me what they called the the faction but uh it was a catchy name but it wasn't it wasn't the reapers because the reapers are the walking dead um it was uh gosh what was it the stalkers the stalkers yeah yeah that's what he called them because he said that it felt like they were following him is what he says. It felt like they were following him, uh, uh, but every time he sees them, he sees them picking things off the dead, and then they disappear, and that he was finding the dead with less and less clothing and less and less stuff on them. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's an odd it's an odd thing, but yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really digging it. I love the feel. Um, I, I don't think we'll have a full entire season of... Um, nuclear fallout i feel like they're gonna move past this pretty quick um i imagine they'll deal with victor strand in the first half of the season but who knows um we've seen them take longer with uh with other story points but lou and i are very much looking forward to finishing up fear the walking dead um but there's also a lot of walking dead that we got to get through i'm sorry folks but we're gonna have to to pause on fear i know it's weird that we like it so much but uh we're a weird bunch um as for Zamp, coming up on Zamp, uh, we're taking a break from The Walking Dead. As as much as I said, we have lots of Walking Dead. We're we're delaying the inevitable even further by doing our first Extra Life sponsored movie discussion, which will be The Dead, as I announced at the top of the show. Thank you to Lonely Bob for the donation. And uh, then after that, yeah, we'll get back to The Walking Dead. We're going to wrap up part one of season eleven for The Walking Dead, and then both World Beyond and Fear the Walking Dead uh wrap their uh well world beyond wraps their season and fear the walking dead wraps their mid-season 
uh, first week of December. So at some point in December, we'll toss a coin and whether we're going to watch World Beyond, get it over with, or uh, Fear the Walking Dead, and um, I'm pu- I'm ourselves. pushing I'm pushing Ryan for us to f- finish World Beyond and be done with it, but we'll we'll see where we go. Yeah, there's look. I don't want to get my hopes up about world beyond but there's an interesting character that's popped back up that sounds like it could lead to some interesting things although lou shed some light on that a little bit and i'm kind of like ah okay maybe i i shed some light about some things i read about it and i was really confused by what i read so yeah and you're also reading something that is like set up over episodes it's it's hard to say but i hope i hope that uh it lives up to it but We'll see what we'll see what we end up doing, but yeah, we'll likely watch the the world beyond just to get it done and 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 send those characters off properly. Uh, and of course, we'll continue to do our back for blood check ins as long as it makes sense. Lou and I are still playing; we're still in Act One, and we have yet to connect and do some multiplayer. I do want to do that so we can talk um, about our experiences doing that. And of course, more extra life donation zombie movies because uh, you guys are awesome. I know you're going to donate. We've got lots of movies to talk about. Uh, Lou gives some awesome recommendations throughout the episode. So uh, do not hesitate. And speaking of which, uh, bit.ly slash Extra Life Ryan. If you donate 15 bucks, you can suggest a zombie film. And you can stack those up to $50. And we'll do an audio commentary as well of one of your picks. And this Saturday is game day, November 6th. And if you want to watch me play video games for charity, you can go to twitch.tv slash RyanMurphyCA. We'll be playing lots of fun stuff. And uh, you can tune in and watch that and and uh, support a great cause. Uh, we also mentioned our Discord, Zamp Discord, at bit.ly slash Zamp Discord. Some great folks in there. People dropping trailers and news stories and lists. Um, I think there's been multiple arguments about Night of the Comet. Lou, do you want yes. to shed some light on that? Like, what's going on in there? Well, Night of the Comet is... Careful now. Sort of. You don't want to upset whoever is upset about it. I, I, I'm trying well, to... Well, but we've had some debates that, you know, Night of the Comets is a good movie, uh-huh. but it's not necessarily a good zombie movie. Oof. Very diplomatic it, of you. It, it, it's... it's, it's it, 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 Night of the Comets is a fun movie, but it really plays too fast and too loose with the rules. And some of it just... It's fun for fun's sake, and that might kind of take away from some of the... Some of the zombie aspect of it. Uh, we've all agreed, I think, that we like it, but the the disagreement has come from whether or not we all view it as a zombie movie. Uh huh. Did did I watch Night of the Comet, or am I thinking of a different movie? I don't think I've made you watch Night of the Comet. So, if someone were to donate and make us watch Night of the Comet, would that be disqualified, or is it close enough no. to a zombie film? It's close enough that I think we could talk about it. Well, there you go. Maybe definitively have us answer whether Night of the Comet is a zombie film by uh, donating to a great cause. And uh, you could make it even worse by making us doing an audio commentary of the whole thing. <laughs> I don't know how badly uh, you want to prove Night of the Comet is a, is a, is a zombie film, but... Stop doing hey. that, Ryan. Stop doing that. Stop doing that. All right. Well, you know what? Uh, go to our Discord, bit.ly slash Discord, and you can debate... Until the wee hours of the night, as to whether Night of the Comet is uh, indeed a zombie film, and uh, but the jury's out. Although Lou says the, the busy zombie lord who knows all says it is not quite a zombie film, so take heed. Um, I want to thank our patrons, Patreon.com/slash Zombies Ate My Podcast. That's where you can support the show directly. 
All the funds there go directly back into the show, help pay for hosting and software and all kinds of fun stuff that's required to run a podcast. So uh, we really appreciate the support there. And uh, check out our website, zombiesatemypodcast.com. You can email us. You can find links to Twitter, Facebook. And while you're on Twitter, you can follow me at rmurphy and Lou at BusyZombieLord. And a quick shout out to Joel Duggan for the artwork. You've been staring at it for the last how many years we've been doing this. You can find more of his stuff. Has it been 10? Are we at 10? We're getting there. Almost 10. Almost 10. There you go. We're uh, we're getting there. Um, I feel like, yeah, next year would be our 10th, I think, because we started a year after Gamers In, and this is our, this will be our 10th year. Wow. Uh, Well, there you go. And uh, yeah, check out Joel's work at joelduggan.com. He does some great stuff. And uh, Lou, before we go, besides reminding everybody how old this show is, what else you got for everybody? Go watch Joe Bob Briggs uh, talk about Walking Dead. I was really impressed. I watched it expecting to just be like, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. But it was actually really interesting, and it was also fun to go back and rewatch those first two episodes. There you go. Solid advice from the Busy Zombie Lord. 